We are back with the Care to Change podcast and grateful to have you join us today. We're continuing our New Year, New Hope, Same You series with a conversation between April and our counselor, Britt Smith. They'll be discussing what to do when having a strong will doesn't produce the change that you want. Thank you for being part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back to our second episode in the series of New Year, New Hope, Same You. Last week, Brittany shared about making a fresh start stick, and today we are talking with one of our very own special guests, you might hear her voice every week, April Bordeaux, (laughs) about when having a strong will doesn't produce the change you want and what to do about it. I love getting to interview you. Super fun. It's a different seat to take. So I'm excited to hear all of your wisdom and ask the hard questions today. Okay. So let's just start off. So it's January. What are some goals you have for yourself? It's good to be here always on in this side of the seat. It's (laughs) a lot easier to be the one asking the questions than to have the questions asked of you. But my word for the year is shine. So uh, as in let your light shine. So that is my word of the year. And so working on the goals that I think are going to stick for the year, but I know the primary one is to let my light shine. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. It's like you're a sunshine all the time yep. when you have that word. Yep. That's, That's probably annoying though. Cause it, if like something happens and you're like shine, you're like, I don't want to shine. I don't want to shine today. <laughs> I don't feel like shining. I'd rather be in a dark cloud, right. dark room, yeah. hiding. Okay. So let's start off with the super simple question. Right. Why is it that strong will is not enough to produce change? Yeah, not really a super simple question because we have seen it all the time here, right? So Mm -hmm. people will say, I just don't understand why I can't make it stick. You know, I really, really want this and I keep failing at it or I keep falling back or I keep falling short or I keep reverting to old patterns. And so I really, really want the change. And I I believe that people really want change. They have a strong will to begin the change and maybe even begin to take some steps toward whatever that change is, but then it just doesn't stay and then it can become very frustrating. And there's a difference between making a heart change and making a mind change, right? Because we're three parts, mind, body, spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes in our mind, we want the change or maybe in our heart, we want the change. Mm but they don't all stay congruent, right? Our Mm -hmm. mind might want one thing, our hearts might want something different, uh, vice versa. And so it's not just enough to say, I have a strong will, I'm going to make this change. Other aspects are needed in order to really create change people want. So nugget number one, heart change and mind change. So it's not just change, right? It's deeper than that. It is. So tell me a little bit about the difference between heart change and mind change and maybe define, I know that sounds lame, but if you're going to talk about a topic, you want to define Mm -hmm. the thing before you talk about it to everyone's on the same page. So give us that. Right. So mind, body, spirit. So a lot of times our mind is really what our opinions are and our, what our thoughts are, right? So we might have some thought come to our mind and we are in control of whether or not we allow the thought to stay. So if we want our mind to get involved it has a lot to do with thoughts so Mm -hmm. winning the war in your mind 
What are the thoughts that you have about a specific issue that you want to change? What are your opinions about it? Do you really believe that it can change? Or are you just going through the emotions? So the mind is really about opinions and thoughts. It's really about like, your own self awareness of what's what's happening in your thoughts, your heart is more, as you would imagine how you feel about it, the inner work that has to be done to make the change. So in your mind, you might really want the change, but in your heart, you don't want to face Mm -hmm. the reason why it's it's happening or not happening. And Mm -hmm. so the heart is more the inner work. And then Mm -hmm. what I think a lot of times we leave out and um, this wasn't, you know, necessarily planned for today is bringing our bodies along with it. Yeah. So, you know, we have our thoughts, we have our feelings, and then we have what's happening in our body. What sensations are we experiencing in the middle of trying to create some change? And mm-hmm. we need to bring all three into line in mm-hmm. order to really create sustainable change. Yeah. That mind body connection is key. When mm-hmm. you were talking about the mind, something flipped a light switch in my brain. And I want to ask you this. You said that the mind and talking about your thoughts is what's going and it's obviously going on. Talk to me and if you can for a second mm-hmm. about the subconscious thoughts. Like how do you connect with that part of your brain? Because we know that that obviously is extremely impactful too. Right, right. So I think what you're referring to here is sort of the brain and what is happening in the brain that we don't know is happening. Yeah. And really kind of what you're talking about is a habit. Uh, It can be a habit in Mm -hmm. in a way. So we have had thoughts for so long about something that it creates a neural pathway. And so we don't have to think about, for example, let's think of something super easy, brushing your teeth. If you've been brushing your teeth, we don't really think about, okay, I'm picking up the toothpaste I'm taking the lid off. I'm squeezing, hopefully from the end, the <laughs> the toothpaste onto Fable. the toothbrush. Now I'm brushing this part of my teeth for this many seconds. Now I'm brushing. Now I'm like, we don't think mm-hmm. because the first time we do it, the second time we do it, it's sort of habitual. And so our brains go sort of in this autopilot. And so this is why we can be thinking of other things while we're brushing our teeth. We can be singing a song while we're brushing our teeth. Because our minds have created this pathway of understanding how to do something. And so, you know, it's, it's set. And so subconsciously, we know how to brush our teeth. We're not thinking about it. We're just, it's just one more thing that we do Mm -hmm. when it comes to change. Now, if I said to you, Brittany, you're going to have to use toothpaste that's liquid, or you're going to use a, you know, a pellet form of toothpaste, like the travel toothpaste or You have to use a different kind of toothbrush and it has this thing on the end instead. And this time I want you to start on the left side and then you're going to, all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have to think about what I'm doing Mm -hmm. in order to make this change. Another example would be when someone has surgery and they have to go through rehab, some Mm -hmm. sort of physical therapy to think again about how to walk or to move or how to sit properly. If you've had back surgery, anything that sort of that physical therapy is like, I'm retraining my brain how to do this. Mm -hmm. That is what's required. We have to sort of retrain our brain, create new neural pathways in order to create sustainable change. And so that's what's happening in the mind that we don't even think about, which is why Mm -hmm. people will say it takes 21 days to form a habit or 30 days to form a habit. Really, it's not the habit, it's the neural pathways that you're trying to form, Mm -hmm. right? And so Mm -hmm. A lot of times people do something one or two days and they're like, well, I don't know why I can't remember. Well, it, 
you know, you need to create a habit. And here's what I want to tell listeners. When you include the body, the brain will form the neuropathway faster. So this is the reason why you can tell a child to do something a hundred times. And as a parent, you say, how many times do I have to tell, Mm -hmm. you know, the operative word, tell you to do something before you get it versus let's do this together Mm -hmm. or let's play in a way, let's make this playful. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they remember. And Karen Purvis has some stat and I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's something like you have to tell someone how many hundreds of times before they either believe it or make change versus show or do something with them only a few times, which do you want Mm -hmm. in order to make change, right? So bring your body along, not Mm -hmm. just try to self will, you know, like, I'm just going to bear down and just really believe I'm going to make change in my mind. Well, that doesn't really create the change. Right. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's such a big part of healing Mm -hmm. in general is Mm -hmm. just like, really being mindful of, I can't tell you how many times people are like, I just don't know why I keep feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And they like break down or, you know, have Mm -hmm. this like totally big emotional moment. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, how did that feel for you? And Mm -hmm. they're like, I feel so much better now. And it's like acknowledging it's half the battle and not just shoving it away or numbing it with Right. X, Y, Z. Right. Like it's, it's really like doing the hard work and acknowledging the feeling. It just by wishing something, Mm -hmm. wishing doesn't create change. Yeah. Hoping doesn't create change. Mm -hmm. There has to be doing involved and getting some hard work Mm -hmm. done to really create the sustained change that we want. Yeah. So is there anything else about the brain that you feel is important for people to know. I know we could freak out about the brain because it's like, there's so much in what God has created. I think every day I'm like, I learn something new about the brain and I'm like, how do people study this? Like this is, I'm always amazed at, I mean, I think Dr. Amon said this, but how many organs we have in our bodies that when that organ isn't functioning properly, whether it's our heart or our lungs or our kidneys, we have them scanned. Mm -hmm. to see where the issue is and then we can address the issue but when we're having these things that we want to change or these emotional moments or these Mm -hmm. thoughts that are plaguing us we don't go get our brains scanned right you know and that's the core of where so much of our executive functioning Mm -hmm. happens right all of it really Mm -hmm. in the brain and and so brain support is necessary in order to create long-lasting change and it sounds very heady right intellectual and I I really want to get into the heart part of it too, because we can do all the things that support our brain for change, you know, getting the sleep that we need to be able to think clearly, Mm -hmm. providing our bodies with the nutrition so that our mental health is, you know, getting stronger. We can exercise, we can do the things that create a stronger brain, but that in and of itself won't be enough to create change in your life that you might want. So it's not just brain health that is needed in order to make the change. It's a key element in creating change. If you don't have good brain health, it's very difficult to create long lasting change, Mm -hmm. but it's not the only element. There's also what's happening inside as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, so we've talked about the brain change, Mm -hmm. the heart change, like Mm -hmm. what does that look like for people to really 
dig into that heart change. Mm -hmm. This is where people begin to shift in their seats, right? Because we want to put our action plans out. We want, just like Brittany talked about last week, we want our specific measurable goals and, and to create the change. We want we want to, you know, post the goal on the picture. We want to get the scale out and watch the number. Yeah. And we we want to see change. We want to do things to make change. But true, long-lasting change that people really desire really begins with the inner work. And mm-hmm. there is no change that is void of discomfort. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't want to honor the discomfort mm-hmm. or lean into the discomfort required in order to really make that change. And so this is where we start talking about the heart. And this is where at least listeners are like, okay, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to know week, about the brain. Or maybe right? never again at all. <laughs> uh, right. And so really, if you're sticking with us, if you're the one saying, I want, I'm tr- I truly want long lasting change, you know, yes, absolutely do what's necessary to support your brain health so that your thoughts will come alongside. But I want to encourage listeners to create space where they can turn inward to find out what it is Mm -hmm. that's causing the behavior or the need for the change, really get to the core of the why in this. And that sometimes is really takes being honest with ourselves and being uncomfortable with what we might see when we look in the mirror. And so to just know going into it, you know, this hard work to create change is hard work. So much self-awareness, right? I work with the Enneagram a lot. It's a small tool. It's not the only thing I use. But there's a sheet that I pass out to people that has like, what are the healthy traits of my number? Which are like, I'm trustworthy. I'm loyal. I, you know, like things like that. And then it's like the unhealthy side. Mm -hmm. And it's like vulgar, annoying. Like, and people are like, ew, I don't like that. And I'm like, no one does. Right. But those having the self-awareness to look at whatever those words are on the unhealthy mm-hmm. side and go, yikes, I have a lot of those traits mm-hmm. right now is really gutsy. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about. Right. Like, why? What need am I trying to get met by doing this behavior? Right. That's right. like, that's, it's, that's tough work. And like you yes, said, the core, the yeah. core. And uh, I know Bella, uh, Mary Belafonte, I might have just messed up her name, but she's a psychodrama trainer, really has a model that talks about the need behind all potentially negative uh, behaviors um, can be sort of whittled down to two things, two questions. Am I feeling inadequate? Or am I fearing abandonment? Mm, and yeah. so what do we do to avoid someone leaving us and what do we do to prove our worth to other people mm-hmm. you know and um, what you're talking about with the Enneagram when you start saying here are the negative traits people get uncomfortable like that's not me that's not me well if we want to create change we have to look at what is and mm-hmm. sometimes what is isn't the greatest thing which is why we want change right, right. and so it it doesn't feel good um, no. but that's why we say it takes courage Every person who calls care to change is so brave because they're saying, Amen. I have come to the end mm-hmm. of what I know to do and I want change mm-hmm. and I'm caring enough. I know it's mm-hmm. cliche, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm caring enough that I'm going to take the brave step to say, I need tools. Give me some tools. Mm-hmm. And so to look inward mm-hmm. because you want the change mm-hmm. is courageous work. Mm-hmm. And it's also inspiring when other people oh, yeah. see it. 
for us as therapists, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm sitting with, with families or, or teen girls or marriages and they're doing the hard work and mm-hmm. really looking inward and mm-hmm. saying, this is what I'm going to face about myself because mm-hmm. I really want the change. That is inspiring. I get so weepy when light, right? bulbs, cl- light bulbs click in sessions. Like right? you just see everything come together and it's like, yeah, man, this is what, like, this is what you've been longing for. Yes. Like, we're at the, you know, we're going up the mountain. Right. Like we can see. Right. The and top. here's the thing. The beauty of this is we're all human. Mm-hmm. And so there's no perfect person, which means why wouldn't we accept the fact that we need to look at things that aren't the positive attributes mm-hmm. so that we can become more of who God created us to be? Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror. And, and so I, I guess that, that's what I really wanted to give some steps yeah, some really practical please give steps. Us some steps for change. If someone says, I want to create change that sustains, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I would say listen to last week's podcast with Brittany because she gave some steps and I'll, and I'll overlap a little bit with hers. But when we're talking about you have a strong will mm-hmm. and you have willed yourself to make whatever that change is and you're still not seeing the change, what are some steps that you can actually take? to create that long lasting change, because at some point we'll come to the end of our will, right? Yep. Um, and that's when we start to really do the real work, because that's heart change. And mm-hmm. what we're talking about is heart change. Mm-hmm. And so w- the first thing I would say is to be really specific. What is it? And I, I always say, you know, go three questions deep. What is it that you want to change? So if someone says, well, I want to get healthy. Okay, that's your change. But why? Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, okay, well, why that? Mm-hmm. Well, because, and then three questions in all of a sudden, it's like, what's the real core root of the reason why, mm-hmm. you know, I want that change. Creating the space to do that inner work is key. Mm-hmm. So one, you know, care for your brain, mm-hmm. but to be very specific, go three questions in. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why? And be honest mm-hmm. with yourself about what it is. So really to, to not be judgmental, but to be curious, to Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to be curious as to why I have that Mm -hmm. trait. How am I trying to self-protect with that? Or Mm -hmm. what am I trying to avoid? And instead of trying to ignore the discomfort Mm -hmm. or distract from the discomfort Mm -hmm. or numb the discomfort that comes from looking inward Mm -hmm. when getting curious, really sort of lean into that and to really be curious about what that trait means. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes traits that aren't great traits, they served us well as self-protective measures mm-hmm. earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe as adults, what you had to use as a child isn't serving you well as an adult and in your current relationships. And yeah. so this is where we talk about, wow, I'm going to need to make real change inner change for my relationships to be successful. And so that takes work. And so I would say, you know, yes, support your brain health, but be very specific, Mm -hmm. create that space, be honest with yourself and curious about that discomfort, Um, accepting it, because um, like I said, any sort of change brings discomfort, you know, you can think about athletes who want to improve their game or strengthen their bodies or someone that wants to lose weight, like going to the gym and exercising, you know, you, you feel that, right? This is exercise of the heart. You, mm-hmm. you feel that discomfort. Definitely. The other is to really take one step at a time. 
going to the next step. And I'll, I'll give you a, a, a short story. Randy, my husband and I, we were out at the Oaks out in California a, a while back. And as one of the activities, I would recommend anyone to, to go to the Oaks um, to, to go on retreat there. But as one of the activities, we climbed up a mountain and you're going up this mountain and, you know, the guide says, okay, we're going to go to the top of the mountain and then we're going to pause to an activity there. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, we're going to get to the top of the mountain. So I start out, you know, okay, we're going to go. And the mountain starts getting steeper and the mountain starts getting steeper. I'm like, I'm sort of barreling down. Like it's time to get to the top of the mountain. I just got to get to the top of the mountain. Like I was focused my, I focused my will Mm -hmm. on the end result. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we all had name tags on. And at one point someone behind me down the way said someone lost their name tag. And it's the name is April. And I turn around like, Oh, I lost myself along the way. And I heard it. Uh, Right as I said it, I'm like, I was so focused on getting to the top that I didn't even realize that I had lost my name tag. And so I'm like, don't lose yourself along the way and whatever your goals are. But what I had to do to get my name tag, I had to turn around. I didn't want to go back down, right? I'm like, I'm not turning around to go back down. No, I'll wait on you to bring that to no, me. No, I'll just wait right here or I'll get it on my way down. But I waited, you know, until she came up to, to give it mm. to me. And the guide said, turn around and look at where you've been. Mm. Uh, because I was like, I don't know if I can make it to the top. I'm out of breath. You know, it's a steep hill. And I turn around and I look And for one thing, we're almost to the top. The view was spectacular. And I was so focused on getting to the place I wanted to be. I didn't pause and look at the view. And so that discomfort was setting me into my will further versus Mm -hmm. having me to pause. And so that's the next step in saying, sometimes pause and reflect on where you have been so that you don't lose yourself along the way. When I paused and looked out and I saw the view from where I was, I was like, I've come so far, you know? And so, yeah, it hurts where I am. Yeah. There's still more to go, but gosh, wow, I have come so far. And so it was such a beautiful metaphor for yes, set your goal Yes, be very specific, mm-hmm. know your why, be curious about the reason. But when you start to move, don't get so headstrong in it that you don't, first of all, lose yourself in it, but pause to reflect and say, wow, I have really come a long way and yeah. I appreciate that. And then it sort of gave me some breath to move forward because like, yes. wow, I can't wait to see what it is like on, on the top of the mountain. And that one step at a time, really helped me to get to the top that pause. And so there are times along the way, when you're wanting to create change to to pause, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's through that one step after the next that habits are formed, you know, and I knew, okay, when I got to a certain point, I was going to pause and look back. Mm -hmm. And I got up to instead of like just barreling down, and I think the will wanted me to get to the top, but I was going to lose the process and maybe myself a little bit along the way. And the, the other piece of this um, in the steps, so, you know, be specific, start with the inner work, you know, being curious about that, looking one step at a time, pausing, reflecting where you've come. But the other is really connecting, getting the support that's needed. Brittany talked about accountability, and I believe in that. I also think there's a, a time and place for support and connection. And here's what I'll tell you. Again, I'll go back to the mountain story. I had walked, I've been up that mountain before. So that wasn't my first time. So I already knew I could get to the top, (laughs) right? But this time I was there with my husband. Mm -hmm. And the first time when I did it by myself, I was like this, I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is the craziest thing. And I'm out here by myself. And 
and this is kind of ridiculous. And when I had the right person by my side, gosh, that walk was a lot, seemed a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And at one point I had a, I had a water bottle with me and I was like, I just have to shed any here. You hold the water bottle, you know, and just even be able to pass along mm-hmm. the weight of the water bottle, which yeah. really made no difference. But, um, in my mind, it felt yeah. like weight that I could just hand to him. It's like knowing that I was with someone made the journey better, you know, to know that I wasn't alone. And at the right time, I handed him the extra weight and said, can you carry this for a minute? It was like, wait, it's like, what is it? Eight ounces. Yeah. It wasn't like anything, (laughs) but I was like, it's getting hard, you know, but to have that support that truly made a difference. Mm -hmm. So, and then again, along the way, just offering yourself grace, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's easy to be like, in my mind, gosh, I should, I've already done this before. It should be easier for me. Why, you know, mm-hmm. why am I not there yet? Why did I not, you know, mm-hmm. kind of start, you start shooting yourself. Yep. And um, there's grace in the fact that taking one step in front of the other yeah. to get where you want to be. And so to me, those are, those are really the steps being very, you know, doing the brain health, being very specific being curious about the discomfort that's felt, you know, in that why pausing, you know, taking one step at a time, pausing to reflect on what it is um, that you've already accomplished, getting that support, getting your safe people who will cheer for you. And then of Mm -hmm. course, offering yourself grace when the um, negative thoughts come in or the naysayers, the haters, whatever, whatever. And, and really, each one of these is important for different reasons, but all of them are important to really create that long lasting change because one step in front of the other over and over creates that new habit that we're really wanting. And so it's not a matter of the will as much as it is. No, this is my habit. This is my new why. This is my new life. This is the new step I take. So I'm not looking back to go back. I'm looking back to be grateful for how far I've come. Yeah, that's so good. That's, yeah, there's so many nuggets in there. I think it's just really important, like you said, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One. Yeah. If it gets overwhelming, one thing. What's the one thing you're going to do today? Yeah, one thing. And that's the thing, especially for strong-willed people. You know, I'm a strong, I'm clearly a strong-willed person and the people who are listening probably are too. They wouldn't still be listening. Mm-hmm. The strong-willed people really are the ones and I'll, and I speak for myself, but you know, I'm not the spokesperson for strong-willed people. But what I will say is, you know, we're the ones that are like really hard on ourselves mm-hmm. versus saying, you know what, this is part of the human process. I'm going to be grateful for the progress I have made. I'm yes. going to, you know, I say it, you know, I'm going to dust my crown off. I'm going to put it back mm-hmm. on my head and I'm going to just going to keep walking, mm-hmm. you know, keep shining for yeah. me this year. Yeah. Of course. Shine. Yeah. What resources do you have for us? Is there books, mm-hmm. anything that we can continue to yeah. immerse ourselves in this topic? Yeah. So if you're interested in the brain practices, there is a book called Spiritual Practices for the Brain by Anne. I um We'll put it in the show notes, but spiritual practices for the brain, getting out of your head, uh, Jenny Allen, that's one Mm -hmm. that's common that uh, people like to refer to. Craig Rochelle released a book last year, Winning the War in Your Mind. Mm -hmm. And so this is sort of like, where does it start in your mind? He does talk in that book about the heart, which is why I like the book. And it's a really practical book as well. 
And then one that's, you know, sort of become a staple that we refer to a lot here on the podcast is the Try Softer. Mm -hmm. And she, Andy Kolber, really talks a lot about, um, we always, you know, our type A's want to try harder, keep going, try harder, try harder. Again, that will to make Mm -hmm. change, especially when it comes to healing, you Mm -hmm. can't will yourself to heal. Absolutely. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. And so trying softer is a good book for the type A's that want to say, I'm trying to will myself and it's just not happening. That's specifically related to healing. That's but good. Yeah. She just also came out with a guided journal that goes yes. with that. It's really good. Yes. Yes. So yeah, those would be the ones and we'll put those in the show notes. Yes, we will. Awesome. Well, thank you for letting yeah. me interview you today about this topic of will and change. Yeah. And um, I, I would say if there are any, if the listeners have specific questions or if they've been struggling with sort of, well, I can't will myself to make long lasting change. That's when it's time to call us. Absolutely. Yeah. You can call us. You can text the Caroline. You can yeah. email us. I mean, any form of communication, we take it. So yes. please reach out if that is a spot that you see yourself in. Yes. We have people ready and willing to talk to you and help you yep. to create that change. So thank you so much. Yeah. Shine bright. Always love to be um, here, of course. Yes, shine bright, and we will see you all back next week. Awesome. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.